summer camp. It's the best. The fun activities, hilarious events, and most importantly, the friendships and memories that last a lifetime. I'm your host, Sam Seidtels, and I'm the proud owner of Camp Tuscaloosa. Now, I love camp, and I love podcasts. And I was thinking, it'd be pretty cool to give these campers a platform where they can speak their mind, deliver a message, and have some fun while doing it. An opportunity for these kids to get on a mic, get over any public speaking nerves, and have an awesome experience. If you do join us, you're going to see what Camp Tuscaloosa is all about. So let's do this thing. I'm psyched. I'm ready. So here we go. I'm here with a veteran of the Camp Tuscaloosa podcast. Dude, can you reintroduce yourself to all your fans? Hello, it's me, Christian. I'm back. Christian is back. And for the first time, please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is James Eaton. James, his first (laughs) podcast ever. It's kind of weird, right? (laughs) I've done like 300, so for me it's pretty normal. But I'm used to people coming in here and being like, well, this is unusual. So what uh, has been your favorite part of camp? What's been your favorite activity thus far this summer? Gaga. You're a Gaga guy? Yes. I've noticed I don't hear your screams anymore across the camp. I mean, I scream a a little bit, but I still get a little frustrated. (laughs) I miss it. It used to be like all summer long. I could like be in my house across and I'd be like, oh, that's, there's the call. I hear it. Yeah. What about you, James? Do you have a favorite activity so far? Probably the same with Gaga. Gaga? Very cool. Were you guys here for Counselor Pie Face? Yes, I I wasn't. Oh, dude, I wish you were here. Dude, how good was it this year? I I gave your friend a paper towel, then I got out of there just in time before I gave him the pie. You mean after I pied him in the face? (laughs) Yeah, I was like right there. (laughs) Did you see how hard Marco pied me in the face? I mean, I gave him permission to, but boy, he he took advantage, man. My nose was hurting after that one. My nose hurt, and I couldn't breathe, and everything smelled like whipped cream for, for the entire day. Oh, it was, my. It was amazing. So you guys mentioned, um, well, first of all, James, uh, before we get into the scary story <laughs> that Christian's bringing in, you, sir, um, happen to love art, am I right? I do. You carry around with you, like, a sketchbook? Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do you like to draw? I draw, like, creepy characters for my book that I'm writing. You're writing a book. Yeah. Can you tell me the plot, or do you have a plot yet? I mean, so basically, there's been a mutation happening from 9-11. The planes crashed into the building and spread a gas that turned people mutated. And basically, it's kind of like a zombie apocalypse, but different. <laughs> Whoa. That's some heavy stuff, James. Yeah. Wow. Are you into scary stories? Mm-hmm. I love horror. I try to like slowly introduce my kids into it. They love it too, but I'm like, they keep asking me to show them the scariest stuff. I'm like, we should probably stick to Goosebumps for now, but eventually one day. What kind of scary stories or movies have you guys seen or read? I've, I recently watched Pet Cemetery. Dude? That was so the new one or the old one? New one. Your parents? They, they showed you? Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> Stephen King, all right. That's that's pretty heavy. That is a scare. Did it scare you? Mm-hmm. It, that movie is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go into it, but I don't feel it's like scary. a kid's podcast. I yeah. shouldn't go too deep into Pet Cemetery. But hey, uh, you enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. Right on. It's pretty good. Uh, have you ever read any scary stories? Um, 
<laughs> no. You've yeah, been I, telling me them. I used mm. to read Goosebumps a lot when I was a kid. I read a little Stephen King, but his books are like 5,000 pages, so it's... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the time for it anymore. The only books I read are graphic novels. I love graphic novels. Uh, Watchmen is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Sandman, and of course, all the superhero stuff. I'm an X-Men guy. That reminds me, I was actually reading um, Hello Neighbor earlier, um, not earlier, but a few weeks ago, I think. That's a, a, a game, right? Yeah. About that dude with the mustache? I forgot his name, but I think it's about his family. His name is Hello. Hello, yes, we'll call him <laughs> Hello. Really? Uh huh. Maybe we can call him. I I think it's about him because the character profile fits the same, and plus there's a wife, a daughter, and a son and a father that kind of fits his family like thing. Is it actually scary? No, but it's like mysterious but also kind of like what, what will happen next yeah that's what the game seems like because you always see him like across the way with like i don't know like a shovel <laughs> it's like no what, what's he, that for he, he never held a shovel in the game no am he i did, making that up he did hold a shovel I, in I, my games because i threw it on the ground and he's taking it back oh. to the place <laughs> there you go i was so talking like, so about that otherwise on my birthday my cousins they, my cousin kaya she was playing hello neighbor and she just kept throwing the trash cans at him <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, man. The, the, the is, eight. It, is it possible to beat that game? Yeah, I did it like seven times. I've beaten the first level. Okay. And he I just keeps coming back? He keeps like the I same mean, guy? I mean, yeah. in the new in the new one, there's a second one, actually. Surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Isn't he a bird or something? No, that's a different person, actually. <laughs> it turns is? Into a bird. Yeah, but no, he has like, it's like a crow costume, but it's different. Mm. Like a different person. Because... <laughs> Because in the game, I watched, like, uh, the alpha version, and he was in the room, and then the crow was, like, behind the player. Like, how So you guys like scary games. Yeah. Man, there's this game that I played maybe about 10 years ago called Dead Space, where it's, like, a horror game, but it takes place in outer space. Lisa, my wife, Miss Lisa, she told me to turn it off. I was scaring her by how loud I was screaming. You know what? You know the <laughs> difference? That's what we do. Yeah, you, you put that... You know, there's one thing to play a horror game, but it's another one to play it with headphones on. Oh, oh gosh, you are in that world. That reminds me. So I was playing, I was watching this video, um, Corey Kenshin, and he was playing this horror game and just started screaming as fast as possible. Like, I just started laughing. <laughs> so, dude, what is your story? You got a story to tell? Uh, what's it called? Deep Blue. Deep Blue. What's that oh. all about? So these scientists go into like a the a, a very deep part of the ocean in Antarctica. It's not gonna go well for them. Oh, is that it? Is that all we're saying about it? No, it's just not gonna go well for them. Okay. So nineteen not nineteen. Uh, nineteen fifty five. Yeah, nineteen fifty five. <laughs> that works. Wait, wait, that was not for Deep Blue. That was for our prank we're doing. Oh yeah, it was. Yes. Uh, Where, this story's going all over the place, gentlemen. I can't remember the date. <laughs> I, you didn't say a date. I did. It was 1980, not 80. Let's say 1976. 76. All right. That was a good year. Uh, so what happens? Okay, I remember now. <laughs> all right. So, so deep blue. <laughs> so in 1976, a group of scientists heard like a, like a bloop. In the middle of the ocean, I I think that's the day for the bloop thing. And they found, and they went very deep into the Antarctic Ocean, and they went, and then they heard rumbling. They were they they turned on the lights and saw that a giant serpent was right in front of the ship, probably the size of the um, 
the, the not the volleyball, the tennis court thing. And you said the, an airplane. Oh yeah, you changed it to airplane. <laughs> Sorry, airplane. Oh, you guys are co-writing the story. Yes. Yeah. Ah. So it was an air. So a creature size of an airplane with three serpent heads, kind of like King Ghidorah, but without limbs or wings, and is tra- trapped underwater in frigid temperatures. You should make a name or like a name for this creature. Mm. Not on the spot. Think about no, it. Not on the spot. Maybe yeah. Something with the word "try" in it for the three. I don't know. I like Ghidorah, but it's oh, already Ghidorah. taken. <laughs> it's okay. already taken yeah. for like an obvious reason. <laughs> true, true. Mm. Oh, okay. I remember that the creature swung swung around, and the tail smacked the submarine, spinning and crashing into an ice, crashing into like one of the icebergs, breaking the glass. Oh, that's not gonna end well. There, no, once no. you break open a submarine, I think it's no longer a submarine. It's, it's just a it's just a rock now. Yeah, it's just an artifact at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> or a rock. Okay. Because it's just a big rock. Yeah. And it's. And then what happens to them? Is that? Oh no! Over? They're not. They're not. They grab like these suits to swim away. But you know how heavy those things were. They sank. <sighs> and it, but luckily the oxygen somehow worked. Oh. Yeah. Luckily. <laughs> Lucky. This is an emotional wor- roller coaster right now. <laughs> so there are ten crew people. What should I name them? Mm-hmm. I. I you don't, have to, yeah, you don't have to go over all. Okay, so I'm going to name them uh, Officer 1, Officer 2, Officer 3, Officer, you know. Very I mean. creative names. I just can't think right <laughs> now. So what happened was the sea serpent crashed down on the surface, and, but it was like, but the water was gone. It was like it just stopped at a certain point, and it, it looked, and they looked down, and they saw metal. Hmm? Metal. Uh-huh. So, this also ties into another story I'm thinking of, too. Oh, we have a series going on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where did I leave off? Okay. The metal. Yes. They look around and see that big. They they, they look around and turn off flat charm and flashlights and see a big glass dome. Under the water. Yeah. Whoa. But they take off their helmets because the water just stops at a certain point. For some reason. The, then the creature sees them if it's. Several yellow eyes and charges down, and they all ran and crashes into the metal object. They run to it and start banging on the glass until it fracture breaks, and they jump inside. The creature rushes at them, spinning its tail and smacking the glass dome off, smacking Officer One away too. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> I don't. He's probably dead. Mm-hmm. The creature sends one of its heads down into the pit. Not in the pit. The um, the, the strange metal object. Everyone runs around, and someone, an officer two, bumps into a light. It turn everything turns into a purple haze like color, and the the creatures, ha- and one that heads is right behind officer two. Oh. It mouth open wide and chomps down. Oh. He's gone. One and two down. Well, I mean, one could still be alive, really. Oh. He could. A twist. He could because he got flung away. Right, right. We didn't actually see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Probably drowned by then. I mean, he no, no, he can't because the water sh- just stops at the uh, top. True. So he could still be alive. He just has to somehow swim back up without drowning. Okay. Okay, where did I leave off? So uh, number two just got chomped. eaten. Yep, little chompy jump. And then number one got flung to the unknown. No flingy flung. We. Gotcha. Mm. Officer three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, and ten. <laughs> That's seven is my favorite so far, just saying. Seven might not make it. Oh, no, seven! They all run into, like, a, a room and lock it. They turn on the light and see five, five tubes. 
They turn on the lights and see big, like, hmm, what color should I make it? Silver, fo- like a big silver fog moving around inside. They turn it on and see that it, the fog went to a big pile of metal. The metal began to shift and cha- change, sorry, into, into a strange, like, monster. Oh, a metal monster? Yes. Oh. Does this intertwine with the story called The Mist? <laughs> no, the mist. The mist stopped at a certain point. Okay. Don't tell me you guys saw the mist. No, no, no. Okay. no I named. I, na- I named this one. It's based off medieval times. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Taking place in seventy six. So. Yeah. Okay. So the, the deep blue takes off in like a different universe, completely oh, different world. Okay. And what happened? Oh wait. Yeah, the metal monster was created. It charges at them and. Um, seven bumps into a button and it turns. Wait, did seven bump into the original button? Who did? I forgot. I think it was six. Oh, six. No. <laughs> six started the, um, the create, created the metal monster. Seven, okay, seven open, open, pre- bumped into a button and two doors slid open and everyone ran into it and shut the door. And shut the door. Then the more purple lights turned on and they saw, like, weapons that didn't look like normal human weapons, like. Another planet? Yes. <laughs> I was waiting Alien for some. Like? Yes. They're maybe, in a, human, maybe another dimension? They're in the UFO, actually. Oh, <gasps> I, uh, I didn't oh. see that coming. The creature's actually protecting it. And the and I guess I'm trying to think. Um, the bloop thing came, was a distress beacon. Oh. And the, a signal from the alien. And the and like the weird silver fog is like them, but they were turned into powder, so they can possess like an object and turn into a monster, which leads into another story we're making called pollution. Man, you guys need to write some of this stuff down. I did that a lot. Yeah, that's too much just to keep up here I in know. the brain. I'm gonna give him my number so he can send me these stories. Guys, here, here's here's the thing. I used to teach creative writing. Here's what I want you to do, and this is up to you. But if you want to, I'd love for you guys to write it down. If you want, I could even help with the editing process, give you some, uh, some my own feedback. And if you guys come up with like a final story where it's all written out, the characters, beginning, middle, and end, I'd love to like just have a story on a podcast. Not, not the chit-chat, but just Christian and James, the story of... Deep blue. Deep blue. Ten people. Nineteen seventy-six, or whatever you want to call it, man. They're not. So, I, I. I. I mean, I'm. I'm thinking about who should make it to the end. I'll, I'll promote it to the camp, dude. To check it out. So, <laughs> yeah, don't come up with it now on the spot. You guys, let it turn in the head. Yes. But uh, I'm impressed. I didn't see the alien thing coming. That was pretty creative, man. A little sad about number seven. I'm not gonna lie. But I uh, mean, he found the alien weapons. Oh, okay. So he was an important character. Guys, keep it up. I love creative people. I love I love the power of story, and I think you guys are on to something. But now we're going to go on to something else. Oh, go no, ahead, Christian. Point to one. Just a preview. Oh, sorry. There we go. If Oh, not yet, dude. Hold on. We'll <laughs> like All right, James, Christian, if you had to work on a farm for one week during the summer, oh, no. what particular job or chore do you think would be the most fun. Mm, I would say just milking the cows. It's the easiest. <laughs> but also, I've done it before, and it won't. It will be fun, but it will be easier plus one of the cows escape chasing it. You be think fun. you can uh, milk a good cow? I've done that before. Really? Yes. That must have been very interesting. 
I did it with like I did it before. I think I did it before I moved to Hamilton. Okay. Wow. You've done something I've never done. James, what about you? What would you want to do on that farm? Drive a tractor to harvest crops. Yeah. The the heavy machinery. Yeah. Those he are said, great answers, guys. He said that earlier too. You said you did that. You do it before, right? Yeah, I've driven a tractor before. All right, James going for this one. Let's see what it says. Oh, I like this one. I was hoping you'd pick this one. Oh, no. Uh-oh. So there's like, you ever go to one of those soda fountain machines and you're like, I want a little Diet Coke and Sprite. And oh, Dr. my God. It sounds like so- yeah. I would not do that. I've done it. I've done I it. would so do that. I haven't done it for many years, but I think it's about time. Anyways, okay. if you could mix any two beverages together to make a new flavor sensation, which two would you want to combine? Powerade and Pepsi. Ooh. Ooh. What, what flavor Powerade? Raspberry, raspberry, Powerade, and Pepsi. Oh mm. man, that even has a good ring to it. Powerade and Pepsi. I'm, I'm a very good mixer of drinks. Mix, <laughs> yeah. Are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> My mom does not trust me with mixing items because <laughs> I'm this sorry kit. I mean, last time it happened, things did not end well. Oh no. So I made I had this science kit and I and I have a petri dish and I put like liquids in it. I put so water and soap. And they put blue and shrimp eggs and sea salt. Don't ask why I did that. I've never had a boring podcast with Christian. Can you see why, James? Mm-hmm. And then I grabbed red and blue dye. And I oh, did this on, on the countertop. I dripped it in and it turned like to like a black. And then I put a feather in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this. A feather. <laughs> Because no drink is complete without a feather. <laughs> then I grabbed my dog's fur, and I was on the ground. Just oh, man, it's getting grosser by the second. Wow. <laughs> and then I told my parents to just, like, just to look at it, and then it just started... Oh. Red dye on my mom's hand. Yeah, I think, pans. I think that drink might have been dangerous. <laughs> you think so? Just letting you know. I put soap in it, too. Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I actually remade it and put it in a Petri just to, to get... Kids listening at home, this is not a real beverage. Do not make this beverage. <laughs> Guys, uh, who out there in the world, camp or universe or underwater, do you want to give a shout out to? Mm. Mm. I want to give a shout out to Grayson and my parents. Right on. Grayson and my parents, my parents just got engaged too. So. Oh, congratulations, dude. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Do we have a wedding date yet? Uh, no, but they said they're going to get married on a cliff. I do not like that because I'm getting very nervous thinking Oh, man. Dancing on a cliff. I hope the dancing's not going to be on this cliff. I hope it's on, like, a low part of the cliff where she doesn't... <laughs> where my parents... I, I fall very easily. Oh, gosh. Because so I literally... In the middle of Gaga, I rolled my ankle, like, just... Then, and then I, then I got out. Just... Oh, why? Double trouble. Yeah, for why? sure, don't... don't don't fall during the wedding. That would be annoying. Yeah, that would <laughs> be annoying. Kind of annoying. No, but that's awesome, man. Congratulations to them if they're listening. James, is there anyone out there you want to give a shout out to? Um, I consider her a cousin, but um, Victoria, she was the one who really got me into like crystals and other mystical stuff. Cool. Yeah, she also got me into podcasts and stuff. So what, oh, yeah. right on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, man, what do you think? Your first podcast. It was pretty nice. All right. Dude, are you going to listen to it later? Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, guys. Say uh, later, people. Bye. Bye. <laughs>